0: Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I am your host, John Picciuto, <laughs> and, and I
1: am here with my guest, Ben neighbor, Rizzo. Mr. Ben Rizzo. How you doing, Ben? How you doing, Ben? I just asked you the question.
0: <laughs> well, I'm John, not Ben, so I'm doing pretty good, man. Very excited to have you on the podcast for the second time. I was actually forgot to look back to see the first time that you were on, but I want to say it was like about six months ago,
1: right? It was in January.
0: Yeah. So seven months ago. Yeah. So give us a little life update. Who are you? How are you? And what's new?
1: Oh boy. Not really much. There's uh, not much going on and not much new. So glad to be here. John. I don't
0: believe that. I understand that we were talking a couple days ago. And <laughs> and, and you, so Ben's an artist, for those of you who don't know. I'm kidding. Wildly talented human being and a good friend and a good buddy. Uh, just got lucky that he lived next door, and we've uh, been enjoying our friendship for a wow, while. It's been almost a year now, which is Ooh, fucking crazy. I'm
1: exhausted of you.
0: Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I'm pretty tired of you as well. Um, really glad like, to be here. <laughs> super glad to have you.
1: <laughs> Let me take that question. I'm, I'm joking. What's new is really the repetitive act of success, which gets pretty boring and mundane. That's, Does it? That's what I'm in right now. I'm
0: super curious why you say that uh,
1: so so when I was on this podcast in January, I felt like I was more of a boy. I had all these like big hopes and dreams. I wasn't totally applying everything. I knew what I wanted to do and needed to do, but the uh discipline you know wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. but now I'm doing all these things, and I've made some really good changes to my life, and I don't think success is is always pretty, and I'm at that stage now where I'm really just grinding, working hard working more hours than I have, and yes, Is that a bad thing? No, but today I was feeling almost a little burnt out, or I felt it coming on. I I just had this feeling. I was just in my studio today, and just, it's so hot today. Um, Is know. that,
0: like, emotional burnout? Is that mental burnout? Is that, like, it's physical like burnout? Yeah, because, I mean, you are a physical creator, right? You're creating yeah. in a physical manner, and yeah, it's consuming of all... Of those aspects, I'm curious. Like when you say you're feeling burnout coming on, what did it like? In what way was it manifesting itself?
1: It, it was it was more mental with just everything happening recently. Where a lot of my days are are busy to a really good extent. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of downtime where I'm watching TV or playing video games. So um, I'm blessed for that, and I choose that. I want to be social, and I want to work. Sometimes though, I just feel like it's just too Ooh. much. But but it's a blessing. I, I'm not complaining at all. No, this is I not. think
0: I think you bring up a really interesting point because it it marries the concept of what is success and how do you measure it? Because you do get to a certain point where your success is your driver, and you can be doing too much and right. not even realizing it. I mean, like in a creative industry, like we're both in our work directly impacts our bottom line, our ability to pay rent, our ability to turn on the TV, right? Those things are all very predicated on how much we work. Um, I wonder if you put any thought process into like this feeling that you have now and how to sort of mitigate it in the future, right? Like, are you thinking about taking less commissions? Are you thinking about raising your prices so you could work less? Like, how is that sort of factor into your mindset?
1: It's it's everything, And awareness is the most important thing. So the fact that I'm feeling this and acknowledging it, that's helpful. I completely agree. Um, So that's, I just want to just say, like, if you have time to acknowledge, that is a win.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people... ignore, right. Get blown up by that sort of...
1: Or defer, really. It's more of a deference, which you're shifting to another thing. And then then there's a lot of uh, downside to that. But yeah, going on a vacation, something that... I have a, a wedding coming up and a bachelor party in mm-hmm. the fall, so that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to do a trip, I think, to Peru. I want to do Ooh. a uh, yeah, silent retreat to Machu Picchu for a couple uh, days up to a week. Wow. I ha- yeah, I haven't been on a plane s- since before COVID because I've been just doing my business. I don't really have a lot of money to travel. It's expensive to travel. Sure.
0: So Even I, more so now.
1: I know. and And the videos I'm watching of... Five hour delays, of yeah, all this stuff—not great. I, but Although my
0: sister and her husband just got back from their honeymoon and smooth, no now. problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that is the exception to, to the yeah, current rule. Yeah. it's The only person you look at like Heathrow there. right now—it's like eight hour delays. <laughs> it's like, oh,
1: okay, this is fun. Delta, stay away. From Delta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I am. This su- podcast sponsored by United <clears throat> Airlines. <laughs> no, I am super curious though because, like, you know, you have some trips built in, but like, do you have you given yourself any any like sort of space to think about what this like oncoming burnout means for you creatively. And like from a business perspective, like have you thought about taking less commissions, doing less work? No, no. 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 Still gas to the, it's a
1: call to rise and to become a greater man. I would say Mm. it, if when I face adversity, not if, but when you have two choices, you can either rise up or rise down. Sure. So right now I'm feeling like I'm hitting my limit. And I'm not saying this is good, but if I continually push the limit, eventually I reach a new level. And uh, I don't want to burn out, but there is something that I'm seeing recently where I just need to push and continually, that's better.
0: Do you think that there is...
1: But you disagree.
0: No, I do. I, I agree and I disagree because I think...
1: Like show up and push and don't let that first thought put you away because you're capable of more than your first... Barrier that you put on yourself. Yeah, so I think and you can go beyond that.
0: I think it's a very interesting point that you bring up because it touches upon a couple crucial things about work ethic and what it means to be burnt out Because like you're talking about burnout that is touching upon multiple aspects of your life physical mental, etc and I think that most people who have a standard nine to five don't experience a multitude of burnout. They're not experiencing a physical burnout. They're experiencing a, a singular mental burnout. Thank you, Montclair Fire Department. <laughs> it's brought to you by. Um, but because you work physically and it is a creative in- industry, you can be taxed multiple ways. The only reason why I disagree with you is because there are reasons why you're feeling this way, and right. it's not... Solely, I can be above it or I can be below it. I think you can manage to be on the same plane as your current level right. and that not be a bad thing. I think, especially when you're talking about like mental exhaustion and like the burnout that you feel mentally, that can be something that takes a lot longer than physical, right? There are physical remedies that you can go through. Like, bettering your body is, I would say, a lot easier almost to some extent than mind, right? As you show me your. No small muscles. And you get the, what I'm saying, right? And
1: also, it's easier to know when you're physically burnt out mm-hmm. because you have an immediate response. But the mental and the emotional burnout, which is, I think, what I'm kind of having in so, some ways. I've been dating like like pretty hardcore for the last three months.
0: One person or multiple? Multiple people. How's that going?
1: It's good, but again, it's just draining. Yeah. I've been on a date probably every week for... <sighs> Over a month, if not two months, steady. Wow. So, like, juggling, I mean, this is live, but whatever. Just juggling multiple women at the same time.
0: Well, because you're looking for, like, a life partner and you're looking for a real thing. Correct. It's not like this is, like, you're just like, fucking around. You you have, like, you're dating with intent, which Both. I think is important. Both. <laughs> yeah, right. No, but in all <laughs> seriousness, but, like, that adds to, like, mental exhaustion. It does. Because,
1: because I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm having to, to sustain multiple relationships, you know, quote-unquote. hmm uh, emotionally texting seeing them on top of the business and I literally had to tell someone this week like I don't think you understand what it's like to run your business I just need I can't hang out with you this week
0: because uh, I'm too busy too busy dude do you know I had someone so I've recently quit all the dating apps except yeah, for one I'm about to except for one because and when I say this you're gonna ask me for a favor uh, a favor somehow I'm on Raya. <laughs> it's ridiculous right i know that lol i can't i can't
1: with you sometimes
0: so somehow i'm on it and i just can't quit it because there's two reasons number one i pay for it which is so fucked but (laughs) i actually do believe that it can be beneficial from a networking perspective not just a dating perspective
1: so in your bio it says i'm looking to shoot you my bio literally I'll DM says, you rates. I'll DM you my rates. <laughs>
0: my bio literally says, looking for the one or someone to make pretty pictures with. Because in truth, that is what I'm here for. Right. Would I love to fall in love? Yes. yes. Is it going to happen? No. Thinking no. <laughs> but someone literally said to me, so like before I deleted Hinge, I got a couple people's numbers who I was talking to on the app. And like this girl I was talking to literally said to me, she goes, I don't get. Um, what you have an issue with from a photography perspective like why is it hard like isn't it just click button and that's it like that was the extent of like what you do and I was like wow, okay, really regret getting your number because like you just boiled down the entirety of my career to press button, snap, take photo, post on Instagram. And I think there's just like maybe one or two more things involved besides that. So I understand why it can be exhausting and people don't understand because like when you're like for lack of a better term, an entrepreneur and a solo provider for yourself and your business and your life and that is creative, the... Metrics in which you look at success and failure overlap on a million different places. And people who work nine to five don't understand because when they go home and it's 8 p.m. or 6 p.m. and they're off the clock, they're off the clock. And that doesn't end for us because, like, if I'm on set for eight hours and I'm shooting, that means I'm neglecting admin work, email work, prospecting work. I'm neglecting 70% of the job.
1: There's always something to do if you're doing your own ship. I agree with what you said. The nine to five thing; they have their own things, sure. which is it's not the, one's better than the other. Yeah, nothing like that. Yeah, the soulless pursuit of working for someone else and having nothing to really have your like under your own yeah. name. Which, I, I wouldn't ever trade what I have, no matter how exhausted I get, for that life. Totally. It's not for everybody. So if you do have a nine to five, hey, more power bless to Bless your you. heart. Yeah. Not everybody wants this lifestyle so
0: yeah i don't blame them. it sucks i mean it's not easy like i was talking to my mentor today we had a very lengthy chat because i've somehow found myself in the midst of feeling like i'm on the verge of all of my dreams and hard work coming true and also nowhere at the same time because it's like simultaneously everything is happening and nothing is happening and as a person who's always worked for someone else and never once put thought into what that process is like and what that feeling is like it is a very unsettling position to be in. and I'm not just talking financially, I'm just talking about career-wise. Like I am in I am on the cusp of everything I want coming true and then also none of it.
1: Well, they say that today is the closest you've ever been to getting your dreams.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: And I think of the analogy of if you're uh, if you have a pickaxe and you're digging underground And there's a photo where there's gold and there's an inch of dirt separating you from the diamonds or the gold. And the person stops and quits. Yeah, It's how close are you to that? I will never quit. And every day that you push, you're getting closer. And the moment you give up, like that's the farthest you've ever been.
0: I like that a lot. And
1: it doesn't feel, and that's the thing about success. I said in the beginning, it's not really pretty. When you do these things and you look back, sometimes it feels like, wait, have I been painting for 40 hours on this thing? And it's nice when the painting leaves and I'm like, God, I don't even remember doing that for 40 hours. But when you're in the middle of it, it does get a little mundane. And that's sometimes where it just becomes gritty. It's not really pretty anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like roll up your sleeves and just kind of get to work.
0: I've talked about how some jobs separate themselves from others, right? Like obviously doing things like, I don't shoot weddings, but I did shoot a birthday party, right? Got to pay rent.
1: Do you I, choose not to shoot weddings? I choose not to. Yeah. I, it's a free party.
0: I, it's not even not even something I'd pay I would, you to party. Yeah, I'm not even if it's not even something I would consider. But like when you think about like your own like I want I want to use the term like creative flow, creative juice, creative energy. Okay. Like do you get pulled down if you're working on something for someone that you have no connection with, no sort of creative inspiration from? It is strictly a check. Like Hey, I want you to I'm going to pay you X number of dollars to paint my portrait. And you're like, "Cool, I don't really like doing portraits, but I'm going to do it because it's for my buddy John and he wants it and I'm yeah. paying him." Do you get like a creative suck from that? Like does it like drain you?
1: A little bit. I can't not. Yeah. If you if you do things you don't want to do, it's going to drain your battery faster than if you do things that you enjoy. Yeah. No matter what. Mhm. The money and the business is what is what keeps me disciplined and I do it, but yeah, I mean, today I was working. I'm working on a painting, and uh, it involves a palette knife. And I take the paint and I apply it in like a staccato way. So I'm pulling the paint, and it leaves uh, residue. Like a- yeah, it's like a stalactite kind of John on the canvas. Mm-hmm. So it's that over and over again. It's really cool, and it's looking really. Uh, oops, sorry. It's looking really awesome and cool, but uh, it's a big canvas. It's taking me a long time, and I've been. Seven hours a day for for all week I've been doing this. I'm almost done. Mm -hmm. So I usually don't lock in seven hours of my day into one painting. I'm usually working on three to four things, bouncing around, which helps me to stay fresh. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm really focusing on just finishing this. So yes, I'm feeling like drained. My back's bothering me more. I'm just more kind of melancholy because I'm so locked in. But again, it's... It's the relentless pursuit of finding the boundary and giving it a couple extra percent. Mm -hmm. That's where you find the amazing success. In the Olympics, for example, what separates first and second place?
0: Milliseconds.
1: Milliseconds. Yeah. And the second place person gets almost nothing. No sponsorship, no tour. No one wants to meet a second place person. (laughs) Yeah. You know, hey, what's up? I got second place. Oh yeah, sorry. You know, like a middle school kid, would be like why? Why am I talking to you?
0: Oh, like a silver medalist comes to your school. You're like, oh, cool. We oh. couldn't get the guy who's in first place.
1: Oh, they paid us to come. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but but the champion wins by .01 seconds, or right, such a small amount.
0: I agree, man. I agree. You know, it's 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 funny because when I look at like, so I've got a big meeting tomorrow. And, and I don't mean big, but it's like I've... What's big about it? Just who it is, what it okay. represents, and the opportunity that can come out of this meeting. Cool. Um, and it's big. And and it feels like this is the meeting that I've been waiting two years for, right? This is like the person that I've been waiting to sit down with that like can make and open doors that could be transformative for Sick. my career, right? Yes. It also feels like, hey, I could go meet this person. They could be like, yeah, you know, your portfolio is not that great. We don't think your work's that great, you know? Thank you for coming in, but you're just not the guy, right? Mm -hmm. That's certainly possible. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my buddy about it, who's also a photographer, and I was like, he was like, well, what do you think about your portfolio when you look at your work? I go, you know, I think like, I don't think I'm like, you know, I've got my idols, photos on my wall, Stefan Vanasko, his work is exceptional on a level that I don't think I'll ever achieve as a photographer. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't need to compare myself to anybody else. Like, as long as I can earn a living and live the life that I want to build for myself, that is success for me in my career. What I think I bring to the table is, like, my hard work, my ethic, like, my ability to deliver for what someone wants. So, I basically said to my buddy, I was like, yeah, man. I was like, when I look at myself, like, as a photographer, like, if you want ice cream and you go to the ice cream store and all they have is vanilla ice cream and rainbow sprinkles, you're going to be like, ah, that sucks. Wait, wait. But, but... You're never going to be like, I regret having vanilla ice cream and rainbow sprinkles. And that's who I am as a photographer. I'm vanilla ice cream and rainbow sprinkles. I'm going to give you what you want and what you need. But I'm not going to have that otherworldly something to my work that other people have. Like me. Like
1: you're, yeah. Yeah. No, I do have that. No offense, but I'm being serious.
0: I believe you. I know you're being serious.
1: But I do like vanilla and rainbow when I feel basic. I get that soft served in a cone. And it never disappoints. Yeah, I love it, yeah.
0: Yeah, but like, you know, someone would go to a store and be like, oh, well, I wanted...
1: Wait, wait, so I have a lot to unpack here because the limiting beliefs that you put on yourself are a reason why you're not being more than vanilla ice cream. I'll just say that. Disagree. Okay, well, I'm agree to disagree. Agree to disagree, Right, Because you put out the vibration that you want. No, no, no.
0: I put out the vibration that I'm going to have every single thing that I want in my life and my career because I've built my life around what I want. Me as an artist, rating myself in terms of my abilities, in terms of my eye, in terms of my skill, in a pragmatic, practical way, is not limiting towards my opportunities
1: in life. Don't you want to be otherworldly in some way and yeah push in, in my envelope. personal
0: in my personal work i do aim to be different and create i see yeah but like when i'm talking about like client work like working yeah like when i'm working yeah. for like a brand or a fashion label or a Makes modeling sense. agency okay. i want to deliver what they want i'm not trying to get fucking crazy with it
1: correct right well yeah you need to be a, a, a tactician or yes. of the craft
0: if someone says to me john this is our project this is what we want this is the look and the feel and this is the vibe and everything yeah. we want I can give that to them because right. I'm vanilla ice cream and rainbow sprinkles, and I never disappoint.
1: Right, am and I, I see that am too. I rocky
0: road with like 19 fudge toppings. Yeah, in my personal work, <laughs> I think I am.
1: Okay, I guess that makes sense with commissions. For me, it's more on the spectrum. For me, some people have the idea, some people have no clue. Hmm. So I'm I'm having to play all 32 flavors of ice cream. Ooh, and I really
0: You're limiting yourself to 32 Baskin Robbins.
1: <laughs> look, any more than that, and I'll have a problem. But, um. Huh, that's interesting. What I had a it, uh, a recent experience that was similar to what you're talking about. One of my clients, he bought an Italian soccer team and I decided Casual. I decided yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Uh, that's cool. Congrats." Yeah. <laughs> and I have a friend who's a photographer who does some stuff for the Red Bulls. Oh, cool. So I'm always trying to link people together.
0: Yeah. That's right? how I am with life, too.
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's the best way to be mm-hmm. is to, sh- is to open your network to someone else's yep. and that's collab. Totally agree. So I brought it up to him like, Hey, maybe, you know, the four of us can sit down. We can you know talk about ideas yeah. in terms of marketing, in terms of art projects, Italy, US, whatever. So we had that meeting. It was down the shore. We got lunch, the four of us, the two owners and you know, me and my buddy. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go as action oriented as I wanted to. Okay. But I realized... It's a long game. It's chess. So all we did was we just had a good talk with them. Yeah. He invited us back to his house. I met his family. I met his brother. I saw his his DJ booth. I got to know him better. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a painting for him, but it was not the immediate, we're going to fly you to Italy next month to, to do a mural and to paint right. in the office. But in the future, we know who you guys are now. So
0: Don't you think that to some actually not to some degree, but to every degree, that that in and of itself is invaluable. That experience, whether yes. not getting the actionable item today. Yes. Like today's no, like I got a no today from... It's not. It wasn't a no. Uh, let me rephrase. I got a, a decline from a very, very, very renowned modeling agency because they don't pay for test shoots. And now there is this like ever going dilemma in the fashion industry right now in terms of whether to pay for test photographers or not. Some agencies do some agencies don't. It really is predicated on a number of factors but I'm a photographer full time and I'm a professional and I don't fucking shoot for free and I don't care what your agency is, right? And it's one of those situations where sure, would the prestige of working for them been incredible? Absolutely but is like my time not valuable
1: Can I offer uh, a thought to you? Yeah Cause, always because we share a lot of the similar obstacles right mm-hmm. what if you said yes mm-hmm. and then you build them on the back end for that time? no
0: and i'll tell you why because and i've and because, i've worked a long time yeah. to, to come up with this mindset and truthfully if had it not been for my mentor i would have said yes now
1: but you're charging them wait, an wait, honorable wait. rate i say yeah you're putting it like you're like hey i shot free for five hours Now, um, now the bundle is X amount more.
0: So, okay. I'm glad you brought this up. This is a really good point. So I say, Ben, I love your work, but I just really can't afford something right now. And I would love to have a piece of yours in my apartment. Do you have something extra that you could just give me? And then like, you know, in six months when I've got a ton of money, I'll pay you back for it. Right? Well, that's different. Well, okay. Shit. I thought,
1: I thought you said, Hey, I want this painting before I pay you $4,000 for a painting. Can you just do a little sketch for me to show that you're capable of this? Sure, I'd love to. I'll do it in two hours or less. Here's a sketch. Proof of concept. Now let's make some money.
0: Okay. So okay. So Sorry, the, now
1: let's create some art.
0: So some so the problem that it is <laughs> is that I guess not the what goes into a sketch versus what goes into a photo shoot, because there are dramatically different things, right? Like a sketch you could do in your free time, like
1: just the idea, I mean. Just right, yeah. the idea.
0: So the idea is that if I give you a shoot for free and I say Hey, agency, I'm going to shoot your model for two hours for $0. I have now made it okay for you to believe that my time is worthless. It is worth nothing.
1: Unless.
0: No, there's no unless. No, there is. No, there's not.
1: There is. Because boundaries, you set boundaries for how people treat you, right? Mm -hmm. So if I say, I will do this to show you my caliber, and after this... i am no i am no longer doing like something to that extent i know it's different you're saying you're not wrong for brands because they're always looking to to marginalize every creative
0: you know what you know why you're not wrong because i've done stuff for free in the past yeah everyone you learn as a creative yes this is why a lot of creatives are what is it like broke well yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. But yeah.
1: Broke and I have no confidence because right. they're just used to giving their shit away. For exactly.
0: Me. So the problem, the way that I look at it is very mm. simply like the reason why we're having the conversation is because they looked at my portfolio and they looked at who I've worked with before, mm-hmm. who's paid me to do work mm-hmm. and said, wow, okay, he's worked with XYZ already. We should sh- we should use him because yeah. he can clearly do what he's shown in his portfolio. So if, if I show you my work and then you come back to me and say, hey, this is great, but we need you to do it for zero then you're not valuing me.
1: What's the potential earnings on the table if they say yes? How, how great is it? And I don't mean that to, to talk about the business right now with you. Yeah. It, uh, it, but, I, but I do know that sometimes, and I did this before I got paid. Mm-hmm. So I always try to keep myself uh, and not get taken advantage of. Sure. I will never let you take advantage of me. But to respectfully say, I'm, I love this so much. Where and, and it's not for everybody. You might think differently. Mm-hmm. But I am okay with doing a small amount of work to show you what I'm capable of. Because relationships last forever. And I had someone tell me, you came to my house, Ben. Didn't charge him. We were looking at six other artists. You're the only person that came to our house, that walked around. That took notes, that took photos, we're gonna go with you because of that. Sure. But so that,
0: that's not giving something away for free. That is doing diligence. Well it was to my time.
1: Job. I didn't charge them for my time. Well, so okay, so like, like for argument's consulting. Sake, I was almost yeah, consulting. Yeah.
0: So like for argument's sake, but what like what would be like Just like ballpark to me, like this is like we're literally. This is a great conversation by the way because I've had this a lot lately. Yes, because it's like what opportunities are worth zero dollars for long term gain. I made those decisions in the last two years, and that's why I'm really glad we're talking about this because how much of your time is worth zero dollars?
1: When it becomes relationships, okay, zero dollars.
0: Zero hours.
1: Zero dollars. No, no went I'm saying, so
0: how many hours is worth zero dollars? So, like, if I went to this agency and they're like, hey, we want you to shoot this person and this test shoot, so, like, how many hours? So, like, I would have shot with them for two hours. Mm-hmm. I would have spent somewhere between two and four hours editing their photos, and I would have given them somewhere between 10 and 20 selects that they would have then used for her book and her portfolio so that she can go get booked by brands and, and, and fashion houses, et cetera. So we're talking six to seven hours of work for zero
1: dollars. It's all what's to come, right? Okay. No- okay. Nothing so, is free. As so they
0: conversely, say. if I've now given mm-hmm. this company seven hours of my time for free, how have I shown them that they are now obligated and or should pay me my rate the next time?
1: When you go out on a date mm-hmm. with a girl. Yeah you put in a couple hours and a hundred dollars and you go on a second date and you put in more hours and you're even paying to take her to a nice Italian restaurant across the street
0: from salute. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Right. I see a lot of similarities on the, on these two things because getting laid in business, (laughs) one girl. No, no, it's the same thing, right? Because I get laid in, in business every time a customer signs my check. That's me getting laid. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. So, When I go on a date with this girl, she's talking to other men. A brand's talking to other photographers. Mm -hmm. So how do I prove to be high-value man, high-value business artist, where I rise to the top, and I hate to say it, but everyone is shit-testing you, and that's a shit test.
0: So I'm glad you said the term value. because it's all value. So from a value perspective, one could argue, and I will, that I value myself at a higher level because I'm unwilling to compromise the fact that my skill set and my deliverables are worth what I'm charging you. Okay. From a value perspective. And I respect, needs, I, respect dude, yeah, I respect you. I respect that. Yeah. You know it. you know what? Honestly, I'll give you a great insight to this because this conversation was had today. And I was talking to my mentor and I was like, you know, I should do this. And I was like, hmm. there's really, no, the benefits outweigh the risks. Okay. And my mentor, who has spent the last year instructing me on how to build my portfolio, how to build my business, how to build everything from the ground up, and has gotten me, you know, for better, for way, way better to where I am today, was like, this is taking you back to a year ago. A year ago, I would say, go do the test for free. She's like, you've been paid for the last year and a half. You've been working You've been shooting for these brands. You've been shooting for these agencies. You've been getting the work mm-hmm. and being paid for it. She's like, why now would you take a step back? I was like, oh, well, it's... She's like, you know what the problem is in the slippery slope? Every creative will always have a, well, there is or well, it is.
1: You, you said something at the beginning of in my gut, which is the only reason why I came into this podcast with nothing prepared. <laughs> because right now in my life, I don't need to do any premeditated this or that I just need to just trust myself and be organically who I am and that will work now because of all the rehearsal all the scripts that I've done for so many years yeah I, I agree and, with that. and I really trust my intuition and if I feel good about something I'll do it if the person is either a, a drain a to, you know toxic there's people in business I'll do something for free. If you're a good person and we have a good relationship, when we go out to concerts together and we go to dinner, I have a client. I'll do so much for her because we have an amazing relationship mm-hmm. outside of business. Yeah. And she's my best client. I'll do almost anything for her for free. I yeah. don't mind because I see it beyond there. If you're a new person, it takes a little more. But so I, I think I see both sides, but the key to what you said and to everyone listening. Trust your gut. If it feels like a good idea, give it a shot. I the don't, worst thing that happens is you gain experience from a failure yeah. if it doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I think like, and I think also, like I think what you said is right and I think you have to make decisions based on what's right for you. If you live at home with your parents and you don't have to worry about paying for your cable bill, go fucking shoot someone Do something the free. fucking
1: free thing. Yeah, right. If I you're running it. a business yeah. that's almost a six-figure business, you can say no to a lot of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. But if you're not, and you're not, like if you're me, who is like very much, I work right. to pay my bills. Right. I don't have fucking mom and dad. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm I'm in this situation where I don't have to worry about my car payment or I don't have to worry about myself. Like these are I have real life things to worry about. You can make decisions that are don't get paid. That is fundamentally at its core, I think, the issue with the creative industry because people are willing to take flyers because they think it's going to benefit them long term. And my newfound belief is that there is no situation where I can provide someone with my services and my skill set and my years and years of experience for nothing because all I'm telling them and all I'm identifying to them as a buyer is that I don't value myself or what I do. I do like that you you tied it into dating, because it is, in a weird way, very, very similar.
1: (laughs) It's value, and especially as a man, value is almost the most important thing that a man can bring to society.
0: Yeah, so how do I pay for dinner if I don't have my test shoot money?
1: Yeah, you better get fucking paid. (laughs) Or, or... So you agree. Or, yeah, of course. Yeah. Or, look... I'm up front with my price. If you don't like it, I've said, look, it's not in my best interest, not worth my time. But I now think- I can say this, and it's good. Um, but yeah, you need to get paid, and you need to provide for society, I think, is important. I'm think,
0: glad I'm glad you see my point of view because like it is it, it, it's, it's like it's almost like a, well, and
1: it's I, all it's all relative so I don't know the full story I don't know the numbers I don't know yeah. I don't know the rest of your, your your like your bookkeeping if I saw the full picture I can then say based on your business it's not from from that, from from a that's financial, what I say.
0: no so okay. here's the thing from a financial perspective I could do it for free it's not like I'm reliant upon them paying me to pay my rent yeah, if you that's, don't though you do not yeah, right. That's, that's not it at all. If anything, it is just like the being able to go back. Because it's like an
1: energetics thing. Now you're holding yourself to another level. You're yeah. saying I'm worth I'm worthy of this and
0: Yep. So speaking of sort of the duality of how work and relationships sort of commingle. Um I've been super out lately when it comes to like relationships and like my desire to sort of like put any sort of effort into it. And I just wonder if it's like, because I'm currently on the creative downside, right? Like I had COVID, so I didn't create for a while. Like I was sick for two weeks and like, I'm just sort of started, you know, I know it's like four weeks since I had it. Right. So it's almost a month later and like, I feel fine. Right. But like, I think I was creatively drained and then like couple in all of the fucking dating shit. I'm like on the low. Um, Do you think like your work life balance is impacted any or impacts your creativity in any way?
1: Hmm. It should, but I pretend like it doesn't.
0: Um. Hmm. You pretend like it doesn't, or it does not?
1: Well, everything. I'm a sensitive creature. As Is that a,
0: because you're a Libra or whatever you are? No, I'm a Scorpio. A Scorpio, yeah.
1: So I'll fuck you up if you even come close to you. Is that what that means? I have a tail. I'm a oh, venom, right, venomous right. guy. I don't believe in any of that stuff. The funniest one of the funniest things that I've ever heard is I met somebody, we were talking, and then she was really big into astrology. Red flag. Yeah, kind of red flag. Like it's we're all just people made of the same elements. But she asked me my sign and I said I told her and she literally her jaw dropped to the floor and she's like, No, I was getting Aries vibes. And I was like, I've never seen someone so rattled. She couldn't talk to me for ten minutes after that. In person? In person. She literally told all of her friends. It was a bunch of us. It was a group of us. So she was just like, oh my God, I can't believe. And everyone was like, everyone was like, "Uh, yeah, I mean. Big fucking deal. Yeah. I I said, yeah, I'm I'm a human, so I'm complex. Anyway.
0: It's not boiled down to the fact that I was born at 1052 PM. October
1: 28th. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's my birthday. My son is, you know, vibrant. People are really into that. And
0: like, I don't, I I, honestly, I don't knock people knock people for like being super into that because like i think we're all searching for something to like sort of yeah latch it's a religion yeah
1: it it does affect me in my life and it 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 influences my creative journey which means uh because recently i'm putting together a body of work six pieces i've decided 62 inches by 40 whoa yeah really big same process on my on glass the palette paintings a mm-hmm. mixture of oil and acrylic which I've never done oh wow um, and I've made three of them so far I'm making the fourth one and it's really starting to evolve and I've gone a long time probably over a year since I've decided on a cohesive body of work which which leaves me feeling like a whore I'm just doing commissions like a whore but you got to pay rent I do I do a whore has to pay rent too yeah but I need to fulfill myself creatively, creatively, and that's how. And that's I need to put together an album. I can't just be doing singles for people. Ooh. So I've finally decided this, and ironically enough, I'm talking to some galleries. I'm trying to get myself into brick and mortar places locally, Milburn, Montclair. So the best way to do that, I need to have a show. That's kind of the coming of tale. Mm-hmm. To be acknowledged and respected in the art world, you have to have a, a solo show interesting so i haven't never had a show before i've had a show before a lot of group shows some in college but never at a somewhat of a good gallery where just for you just for me and someone who that's their business it's always kind of been like some friends or something so uh the milburn library my my work's at now and a group show Mm -hmm. but i'm finally putting together a body of work and the life and the burnout and the stress is now coming into that but I'm I'm harnessing that and now it's it's influencing what I do which is a cathartic way to take those emotions, turn them into something positive and not lay in bed all day and feel like I'm all sad because emotionally it didn't work out with this person that I was hmm. trying to pursue. That is I try to bifurcate my, myself where it's like ben business, you know dating ben dating ben and business ben although i blur the shit out of it and i'm really bad at it and i am who i am i'm never split it's yeah. always me all the time They're, and you know me well enough where i usually show up yeah pretty pretty well as myself
0: i think you're one of the most authentic people i know thank you i don't think there would ever have not be any doubt about you being anything less than that okay. and then who you are um I think I, I, so I want to unpack a couple things there because number one, I agree mostly with the fact that you are yourself and the blurred lines ultimately are who you are. And that's a net positive. Um, having a ton of comfortability in my own skin and being like having done the work, right. Having gone to therapy, having done the internalized work that needed to be done to figure out who I am, what I want and what's important to me. I am the same way. Yeah. um, <clears throat> What I found very interesting and was ultimately a little bit surprising is that from an artist perspective, there's a lot of like pressure to be like not a whore, right? Be not a commissions person. But like when I look at like my art, I'm a photographer, but a lot of the same ways, like I have client work, me being a whore and creative passions and my own art, like my personal projects they're completely different from one another. But like, I think both of those two things make me who I am as a photographer and as an artist. Um, But like, I don't, I don't feel that like pressure or that pull to be in a gallery, to be, have a show like that. Doesn't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And I'm curious why I'm curious why. And I'm curious what about having that will, be a net positive for Ben.
1: I don't want to say it's for superficial reasons, although it could sound like it.
0: Mm -hmm. Is it an ego thing?
1: No, no, no. It's never an ego thing. Let me just think for a sec. It's just, it's just getting to the professional level and, making yourself known and to me that is
0: ego (sighs) because like so listen just hear me out because like being professionally known is different than being a working artist you're a working artist
1: you're right you're right and i'm not a whore because i'm serving people and i'm making myself useful by helping others yeah so
0: i think a whore is just a funny way to talk it is is.
1: i was talking dirty yeah i promised uh everyone i'd be reckless tonight so let me at least say some dice shit. Last time, episode 67, 66, something like that, yeah. I was really by the books and I was just making sure I was really PG and just saying all the right things. And yeah. My whole it's family. amazing
0: what seven months will do to a person. Oh, <laughs> yeah, No inhibitions. What a terrible idea to Well, to that's the come difference between dry January and two beer July. <laughs>
1: two beer, Benny. Um, it's not ego, but I see how it's like i said it sounds like it is but it's just a desire to just
0: grow c- compete
1: with the best i want to yes. be with the best and i am working every day to get there and it will unlock more doors i had a good conversation totally. with a friend some friends you you hear them talk and you're just like hold on you've said seven different careers in 10 minutes mm-hmm. slow down i get you're excited yeah but what are you trying to do? And they, some people don't really know. They're like, well, I could do this. I could coaching and the podcast and then motivational speaking. And then I could do this and this and TikTok. And I, I say, if you want to do what you want to do and meet all these people, you need to be spectacular in one thing. Ooh. No one cares unless you're amazing in one thing.
0: And not mediocre at 12.
1: And not mediocre at 12, right? Uh, the jack of all trades is a master of none
0: but still better
1: than whatever being depressed in your parents' basement. No, no. Oh, what? That's the actual, the, the actual rest, <laughs> the
0: reason why I think that that sentiment is so important. It's like the master, the jack of all trades is the master okay. of none, but still better than a person who's a master of one or something. Or it's okay. like, yeah. So it's like, I, I don't, I butchered that. And i almost want to look it up because it is a really good quote. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, it says a lot of good things. It's good to be good at something than nothing. Yeah. But it's the best to be amazing at one thing than a lot of things. Yeah, maybe. And in order to, as I meet more people, because they're calling me in because of one thing, it's my art and my vision and my creativity. And because of that, I am unlocking doors and making relationships with people that have a network that I can tap into. Very successful, very wealthy people. That once they see me, own it, and I'm the guy. When you think art, think Rizzo. I want you to think me. Rizzo,
0: you know, tough and tender.
1: Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo, Tony Rizzo, whatever. Mike so, Rizzo. So I, I, your fucking mother, Rizzo. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one.
0: I, uh, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I am only going to push back, and and it's a sentiment that I share because I had a conversation with a good friend of mine recently about like I don't post. Static images on Instagram anymore.
1: If you shoot me, you would.
0: No, I wouldn't. Because if I post a single photo on Instagram, it'll get seen by 30 people. But if I post a reel, 5,000 people will see it.
1: Instagram is ass lately, and my reels are also ass.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree. But at the end of the day, the importance of being seen from an artist perspective outweighs the fact of being like holier than thou to posting the image versus posting the real, right? So like, as an artist, I would love to post the photo and be very, very concerned with just the fact that I created a good image. But the problem is that I want to grow, right? Socially, from a reach perspective. And it almost ties directly into what you said. But the difference is, is that like, I don't necessarily know I don't know. Like do you be, you being in a gallery while monumental for your career may have no measurable tangible effect on your business. It, it will. will have a will. manageable tangible effect on your ego.
1: I know it sounds lame, but I really dissolved my ego a lot. Yeah. Where it takes a lot. If you want to get in my face, it takes a lot for me to lose my focus and my stoicism. Mm-hmm. I can hear you out. I'll understand your point, And then I'll shed some advice or perspective on like, okay, let's just maybe just take it a different direction. Sure. I think the, me being in a gallery, only because of what I'm selling, I don't need a reach and that's the beautiful thing about what I do. And I had this realization.
0: Is it basically just like providing a secondary level of value proposition to Ben Rezo, the artist? I was in this gallery.
1: Well, it's also, that also improves. It, it's the name. It's the, uh, the provenance, as they yeah, say. Yeah,
0: prestige, right.
1: Yeah, and the people in the galleries are the eyes that I want to get to. I don't, no offense to all my friends out there that can't afford my work, I don't really want to put my pieces in front of you, because you're not the desired customer that I'm looking for. I like, I like the reach. Brutal truth, though. It's a brutal truth. I like the reach. Again, this is business. And people are funny when they talk to me, they say, Ben, we don't know any artists that are doing this. Do you think it's a business? I laugh. I say, of course it's a business. What are you talking about? And they go, right, right. So, once you change the idea in your mind of it's a creative expression versus a business, you have a different conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at now in January. I, I wasn't really able to hold, a, let's have a business conversation about it. I was, wasn't was really sure the difference. Ooh. But now I want to be in front of the right people and it is literally a handful of people that I need that can sustain me for a year and provide food on my table. All I need is a couple people galleries have the right passage to those people um and it's all it's kind of
0: even in like the post-covid gallery world do you think yeah i i just find this wildly interesting because like yeah like you know are people going to gallery like you know sure
1: yeah yeah in like people come in so my parents have a frame store mm -hmm. people come in uh the guy who owns a soccer team saw my piece in the window, pulled over, and came in and bought it. That's how I first met this oh, guy. Oh shit, that's crazy. He's a frame, yeah. So he got some framing done. He saw a piece in the gallery and mine in the front. Who whose stuff is this? Oh, it's it's an artist in the back. Oh, it's my son. It's so my son. It's so my son. <laughs> um, I wish I was more Italian. Let's be honest. I really wish. But so yeah, so that is a. Uh, I forget what the question was. What was it?
0: You were talking about the Italian guy with the soccer team. No, I know, start...
1: but before that, why did I bring that up?
0: Oh, because we're talking about like what the the necessity is to being in the gallery.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It's exposure and being in the right place. What I think your mentor was was telling you today, and what I'm getting at is, it's better to go in the right direction than just to run around in circles. Yeah. So I don't need to be on society six putting out prints or trying to sell to a store down the street that's not
0: no you want to find the guy who's going to spend fifteen thousand dollars for a one-of-one and the the right person not the 15 people who are going to buy prints yeah no i get that it's
1: hard it's hard to find that but uh yeah it just takes discipline and i
0: i think like the beauty in the conversation, just because it's hitting personally at home to me from a timeline perspective and obviously for you as well, but a lot of creative people that there are specific timelines and specific metrics in which you can measure financial success for you as a creative. And you need to be the person that makes those decisions Whether it's to be in a gallery or not, whether it's to do a job for free or not, whether it's to do a headshot session because blah, 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 whatever. You need to make those decisions. But you have to be able to live with those outcomes. Like whatever happens, there are right decisions and wrong decisions. But you have to believe in yourself today to make the decision that the hope is that that decision will in the long term be a net positive.
1: Well said. To to everyone.
0: Bing, 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 bing. No,
1: for real. That was a good summary of what we all said. Is you need to be behind the the vehicle, and you can only ask so many people for their opinions. Mm-hmm. If you have not experienced something, you need to do it. Yeah, and you need to fail. Yeah, because failure is the best teacher.
0: And I wrote in a blog post recently because um, I've gotten back into writing again, which has been a real treat. About how we as a society eschew the conversation of failure, mm-hmm. and I think failure has been the single greatest pro- propellant in my career, in my life. Of course, and no one will talk about the failures that they've had, and how ultimately they've been a net benefit because. We're too worried about what people think and what people see and what people feel and not articulate enough about the fact that having a monumental collapse in any aspect of your life ultimately will lead to a tremendous rebirth. In 2020, I got fired from a job that I inherently sucked at, was failing at, and just had a really horrible time um, and was like just doing a really just like you know it was the pandemic it was like so much i was going through personally mentally physically like i was just failing as a human being and i lost my job and that failure has been the single greatest propellant in my life it has created a new me it has created a new path it has created so many wonderful things in my life that had i not failed i never would have had them but people are afraid to admit when they're wrong people are afraid to admit when they failed
1: ego it's a shame i respect you so much more if you say i fucked up i'm sorry i was wrong i was wrong my bad xyz Mm -hmm. but versus well you did this that's where i'm like look i had someone this week that was pulling that shit on me and i said hold on don't come at me like with this aggressive shit no yeah Muhammad Ali, I believe Muhammad Ali had a quote that said, every champion has three falls from grace and rises. Not one, not two. In order to be considered legendary, all the greats, if you look back, they've had pretty serious top, bottom, top, bottom. Hmm. I don't know where I'm at right now. I think I'm at two if I think of my life so far. I know I'm due for another one. I know there's a Bigger one coming when I have, quote unquote, made it Mm -hmm. and something crazy happens. But that's how you prove yourself. And it's the thing when I was in the city and I was losing money and I sold all my stocks and I had to live. I should have now asked my parents for money because I had a good portfolio of good tech stocks. But at the time, I didn't. I wanted to prove to myself and now I have that confidence because I said, Ben, you did this yourself based on your own thing and that's invaluable, Um, the ability to say that you did this on your own. You didn't need to borrow money from stuff, but the the failure is important and I believe to be truly great, you fail seriously three times.
0: So I think there are...
1: And it's devastating each time. I think what's the important, world is over.
0: Yeah, I think what's important is like to be honest with who you are yourself, and like having that superpower to internalize and look at like who, what, when, where, why, and how of your life. Yeah, and like be able to look and be honest about your shortcomings, your you know your your successes, and then be able to say, maybe I do need help. Maybe I don't. Right. Maybe I need to do the, go down this path. Sure. Maybe I need to go here. I think the problem that we as a society often have is our inability to have honest, pragmatic, realistic assertions of ourselves. And we get into these positions where we fail. We don't accept our failure. We spend six months after our failure drinking, smoking, doing drugs, trying to pretend like it didn't happen. And we never, ever internalize and figure it out or just sit with it and you know what's funny it all comes with age 25 year old ben couldn't have made those decisions at 35 you know you're not 35 sure. but you know what i'm saying Sure. 20 year old ben can't make the decisions well, that 30 year old ben can well
1: 25 year old ben tried to be an artist and then had opposition and then bailed yeah and then got a job in the corporate world mm-hmm. because he couldn't emotionally deal with being vulnerable and failing and failing, and having people ridicule him, blah blah blah. But there is confidence in being vulnerable, mm-hmm. and that's what I am trying to acknowledge and step into more now. Of, I think
0: if I it's could, put okay, a, I think if I can put a bow tie on this wonderful conversation that we've had and is my, it always
1: an hour you really
0: always an hour route
1: it's it's you really are hard question, hard hour and It's and never I, more we could go i think I, we can go for hours That's i think not we the can point. go more
0: i think and we will after we pour another drink and we go on to the next stage of the evening that being said part I two think,
1: patreon join <laughs> us on patreon
0: <laughs> i think if i could put a bow tie <laughs> in this conversation i think
1: some sprinkles one put some sprinkles on this shit
0: what a great callback, ben. Thank you. What a great callback. Thank you. If I could put some sprinkles on audience. the end of this conversation, it would be very simply that if we as people could be more vulnerable about the things that we think and feel and are able to lean on our friends, our family, our coworkers, Instinct. whoever. Instinct.
1: Instinct first. Gut. If we can... And your network. Right. Sorry, if, I had us in.
0: If we can be vulnerable and honest, we can make the path that we want in life. And to me, I'm immensely grateful for all the failure, all the success, all of everything that I've experienced to get me to this point, to having this conversation with you today. And, meetings tomorrow are going to be propelling me on together. And secondary conversations with Italian soccer team owners in the Jersey Shore are going to propel you to another level. Because I just believe that everything that I've done has brought me to this point. But if you can't look internal, and you can't see your own shortcomings, your own failures, and you can't be vulnerable with yourself and your peers, what else can you do? so ben thanks for coming on buddy i'm so immensely happy for you
1: wow i'm so immensely happy- wow <laughs> I'm so- this was off the cuff this whole thing <laughs> yeah i didn't plan a thing of this
0: i'm so immensely happy for this conversation me too and your friendship and i'm really appreciative of you as a, as a human being and you the- good dude thanks for coming on buddy
1: i'll be back <laughs> take care part three three hour special live event 100th episode i'll be back <laughs> see y'all